Welcome to the Gory Details Horror Show, featuring your hosts, Alec Duarte and Casey Pletcher. Okay. Uh, so. So. Today. Today. On the podcast. On our podcast. We are doing our Halloween episode. Happy Halloween, everyone. (laughs) 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 So we're going to be covering Trick or Treat, the movie, obviously, and the movie Halloween. Hopefully I'll make it through this podcast. Um, I'm still in pain. Are you? Yeah, so uh, just for some context, if you hear any screaming or crying coming from me, I'm I'm hurting. (laughs) Bear with us, bear with Case. Yeah, the case and to laugh. I love to laugh! <laughs> anyway, so, um, anyway, yeah. Um, so our podcast uh, is going to be starting with Trick or Treat. We're going to go over that film in depth. Uh, writer and director Michael Doherty. Yes, and yes. then Halloween, which is a cold classic by the one, the only Mr. Sir. John Carpenter, master was he knighted? of war. Huh? Was he knighted? He was by me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get on your knees, Mr. Carpenter. I have uh, a surprise for that's you. A, sir, John Carpenter to you, sir. I am going to put a sword on you, Mr. Carpenter. I will knight you. <laughs> With my penis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that was. Wow, that was. Oh, uh, God, ow. Yeah. Okay, uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Visuals, guys. Visuals, you guys. Okay, so yeah. um, John Carpenter, which we've obviously gone over yeah. the thing. I don't know if uh, for listeners out there, you may or may not uh, have noticed that we are lovers of all things Carpenter. Am I right about that case or what? I don't know. I think we are, man. We're official. We're, we're official. We'll, we'll get into We'll get into And Halloween was yeah. how, many, how many years before the thing? Okay, so we're talking, let's see, Halloween, Halloween was, was 78. Like 78 right? uh, the thing was 82. 82, so yeah. four years? About That's a lot of progress in four years. I mean, tons. Tons. tons but again, this is, uh, I mean, we'll get there. We will we'll get, we'll get there. there. We will Just get a lot there. of good stuff. Uh, as Casey mentioned, we'll be talking about Trick or Treat, In-Depth, and of course, uh, Halloween. You know, among other little, uh, I guess, notable mentions, right? Uh, with regards to, uh, to Halloween. Uh, I, maybe. You know? Maybe. Maybe. If, Who knows? We might get into interesting little things, you little just discussions. Never know. Just guess what? Um, Anything goes. I mean, you know, we might end up talking about different different people and different things. Who knows? Yeah, hey. I guess we'll see how the, how this episode That's turns it. out. Stick around and uh, enjoy the show. So, um, first of all, uh, quick uh, quick business. Sure. So, I guess our warnings, please. Um, obviously, we're going to be discussing two movies. One of them is a traditional classic. One of them is a cult classic. Yes. Um, so, basically, you should have seen both by now. If you haven't, there What's will wrong be with spoilers. Yes. What's wrong with you? Exactly. If you haven't seen Halloween, like, and you fuck, I mean, I don't care. If, yeah. I know. Mean, even if you, how, if you, how you aren't do you spo- a fan. How do you not know how that's going to fucking go anyway? Like, by now, like, you should have the formula of, pretty much of figured slasher out. movies pretty figured out. Yeah. And this is one of the first of those movies. So this is the one that introduces a lot of those tropes that you're probably used to by now. The godfather of slasher films, uh, as as they say. As they say. Well, maybe not as good as The Godfather, but... No, no, no. I mean, generally speaking, uh, I, not I get, in I get, I get to the you. film itself. But, I get you. you know. 
Uh, and then Trick or Treat, which is an anthology. Yes. This is a very well tied together anthology mm-hmm. um, of, what is it, Four Tales? I think it's four. I believe it's four. Let me see. There's the uh, serial killer who is the principal. There is the werewolves. There is Sam's independent story with the old man. And, well, that's actually tied to the bus driver story. Right. So it's like, is it? Which is tied uh... to... One story? The uh, intro yeah. story is tied to the bus. I don't know, man. The interesting thing It's about... a lot of fucking... I think it's supposed to be a, a few different stories, but they kind of bleed together. It is. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll certainly get to that shortly. Right. So, um, but quick business. Actually, warnings. So, uh, warning. Listening to this podcast may cause you to see only the color purple. Oh. And not the movie. Okay. Although you might see the movie. Yeah. But only the color purple. So you might see the color purple in shades of purple, but you will only see purple. Look at us with that uh, Spielberg reference, little nod there to uh, Steven Spielberg. Mm. I'm nodding. Good for you, huh? Steven nod. You're nodding. You are nodding away, pal. You are nodding your ass off. Uh-huh. Uh, listening to this podcast could cause basically your facial features to just melt. I mean, I'm just melt. With uh, complete, with, complete with uh, hand gestures, just melting. Melt. I melt. He's melting. Like the uh, like the voice of one Kendra Morris does oh. for me, and you'll be hearing a song oh, of hers out. at the end of the podcast. Yes, the lovely, a brand new song, the Kendra. lovely and wonderful. Yes. Kendra Morris. Uh, listening to this podcast uh, may cause you to smell lavender. Okay. On everything except lavender scented things. I can work with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So not only will you see purple, but you'll smell yeah. purple. Listening to this podcast. We all podcast, know that lavender smells like purple. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. It's the closest like thing it. to purple. When you think, when you smell lavender, do you not think of purple? That's the first thing I think about. We all have Like a real light shade yeah, of light, purple, light right? Purple, right? Like a, yeah. Like a pl- nah, not a plum. Yeah, like a purple. Yeah, like purple. a light purple. Okay. Listening to this podcast will compel you to get up off your seat. Take a walk to the nearest deli. Walk. And get yourself one of the finest Vietnamese sandwiches money can buy. <laughs> That's right. Casey's laughing right now. You, for you're reason. fucking okay, buying me, I gotta go man. ahead and uh, walk you through this here. You know, uh, we had a pretty solid day today. Uh, Casey introduces me to all these great eats here in the lovely, uh, uh, was this uh, Uptown slash... Uptown uh, Edgewater, Edgewater. Chicago area, okay. if you Chicago, will. if you yeah. will. Uh, the man knows his uh, his eats, man, and uh, I'll tell you what is. Uh, we we went to this uh, Vietnamese uh, little joint there, and uh, he says, "You gotta try this sandwich." I'm like, "I gotta try this sandwich." Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. sandwiches. All right, and uh, lo and behold, uh, I tried this sandwich, little tofu uh, hoagie there, with vegetables and whatnot, and it was delicious. So listening to this podcast will compel you. To do the same. Yeah, talk about a talk about a horrific situation for the two oh. of us. We're eating these delicious sandwiches surrounded by pork. Yes. Which yes. you are a vegan. I am indeed. And I just don't eat pork. No. And there's a whole thing behind but that. Of but of course, I think uh the reason behind that, if and please correct me if I'm mistaken, but uh, uh-huh. because people taste like pork. 
that not right. I mean, yeah. I mean, apparently, hashtag, I've heard yeah. hashtag people taste like a park. Yes. I have heard, though, like in all seriousness, that yes. our uh, skin skin consistency is closest to that of pigs. Okay. So if you were to eat human being, I've heard that it is supposed to taste like pork. Is that right? Although I'd probably eat rather eat people than pigs. Mm, that's another hashtag right there. Rather eat people than In the pigs. Making. There you go. People than pigs. People over pigs. People, people over people pigs. People over pigs. Yes. There's a fucking hashtag right there. there. People go. over pigs. You heard it here first, folks. Right here, where we are. Okay, so I think that's that's Does it for that warnings. Cover, uh, warnings. That's our warnings for today. Gold. Okay. Um. So uh, obviously, the the gory details horror show at yes. gmail dot com is our email. We do have a Twitter handle at gory details hs. All right, so hit us up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Facebook, yes, we have the, the Facebook. Facebook, which we are overly active. And we invite you, you know. Yeah, overly active. Overly. Like that one day that you put up like fucking 12 posters in no, one I, day. No, see, you're, you're, it was you're being, fucking insane. You're being generous there. Let's be realistic. It no, was, it, it was, was about 50. 12. I think it was like yeah, 15. Yeah, it was like 15. Actually, yeah. It was ridiculous. I was, I, was I, that was, I had someone like hit me up like, dude, yeah. like. You guys need to calm down with your posts. I'm like, you're hey, blowing up on my wall. You guys wall need to just Netflix and chill, man. Yeah, you need to Netflix yeah. and chill. Yeah. Cemetery and chill. Remember that post? I put that post Ooh, up. Ooh, that was Cemetery great. I like chill. that. Yes. I didn't make it, but you know, no, I, I, totally I dug reposted it. it. I like it. So that's it's my, my That's my type now. of chill. That's how material yours, works, right? right? Like you repost it and then it's yours? I guess so. I think that's how that works. Something like right? that, right? Now, it's kind of like, um, it's really funny when you see things like somebody reposts someone's story or a video of someone like oh this girl went through all of this trouble with bullying and you know this was her response you know what i mean and like one of those clickbaity things sure and then you go into the comment section and there's all these people like hang in there girl hang in there the bullying will go away and you'll see a beautiful bright day ahead of you and the world will get better just wait till you're an adult you might just post back like, you know, she's not reading this wall, right? Like, th- no. that wasn't her who posted this. Right. Like, this is this is a random like it's it's called the wall is called Cats in Love. I don't I don't think I don't think Cats in Love is directly cor- like no, connected. There's no affiliation. To this. There. It's not affiliated. They're yeah. not directly affiliated to this girl. I'm pretty sure she's not um, following every single page that reposts right. the story. So you're basically Just shouting into the wall. Talking to a wall, literally. Yeah, talking to yeah. a Because it's a wall. Because they're walls. <laughs> I do what I can for the children. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that's a long way of saying like us on Facebook. Yes, please. And we will be the people that you talk to. Indeed. So if you have anything nice to say or anything negative to say, yeah. and if, you know, you can just say it on our wall. Sure. Um, unless it's negative, and then you can drive to the cemetery and you can dig up your grandmother's Ooh, grave and ah. you can shove it up her ass. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, uh, please, <laughs> please do so. Yes, that's well. Uh, I mean, if your grandmother's passed, yes, right. Yeah. If, if not, you might have to like go to your great. I think we just lost I think uh, just a couple of <laughs> I know that was pretty fucked up. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was a really mean thing to say. Wow. <laughs> No, uh, but uh, what it, Casey's if trying to tell you... If it makes you feel any better, every time I laugh, my ribs are hurting. Okay, so. yeah, he's in pain. Yeah, anyway. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so that's us. Uh, check us out on the uh, Facebook. Uh, and, of course, it goes without mentioning, of course, but I will mention it because I feel that we haven't really touched uh, base on it too much. We have Patreon. 
And uh, those listeners at home wondering what Patreon is, it simply is an outlet uh, for you to show us love, of course, uh, with uh, monetary love. Uh, yeah. Tell them what they get, Bob. Well, uh, for only five easy payments of sixty-seven ninety-five, you too will get uh, what? what no, a, no, it's, it's one one dollar, ah, five dollars, or a hundred dollars monthly. Yes, so it would be twelve monthly payments mm-hmm. of one dollar, five dollars, right? One hundred dollars, or anywhere in between. Honestly, sure. um, I mean those are the those are the price points that we have for yeah. for things. But one dollar buys you uh, love, not yeah. a very long time. Because <laughs> wow. it's one dollar yeah. per month, you yes. get one dollar worth of love. Um, Five dollars gets you a shout on our social media mm-hmm. on a uh, on a monthly basis, at least Twitter. Yes, and a hundred dollars gives you a slot as an advertiser. Yeah, so you can get a one minute slot, up to one minute at least, which uh, usually one minute in the podcast, the podcast world. That's an eternity. That's a, a lot. That yeah, is so. a lot. You know. So you get you get a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah. So a lot good of bucks way, way for your bang. It. Definitely. Yeah, you can have Either a buck orgy a... with that. Ooh, look at a borgy. A what now? A borgy. A borgy. A borgy. Ooh, buck orgy. Did you just uh, coin a coin that? Yeah. You coin a phrase. Yeah, or a, yeah, a borgy. Yeah. Dear diary, today I uh, enjoyed a borgy. Yes, something along those lines. Yes, but give us money. I think that's what we're getting. At. Yeah, give us money. Uh, you know what? But it's it's much more than that. Uh, as you know, we are well into our eighth episode, and uh, you know, if you want to see us grow and flourish and whatnot, uh, your contributions are much appreciated. Okay, and um, one last piece of business: um, the craptacular review just put out their third video yeah so check them out um they're on the twitter on the facebook and their videos are on youtube yeah so if you want to check out the craptacular review um for some really shitty b movies with a couple funny guys discussing them that would be on the youtube Indeed. uh also check out the dark side on the facebook which is a really fun page that we uh steal a shit ton of content from sure and at i would call the dark steal side, or uh simply you know, we're sharing content. We are right? sharing yeah. content. I mean, we do we do share it through the page, so she has a link to it. Or yeah, something. absolutely. I still we haven't figured her... out because it's Lily, and I haven't asked. Okay. Maybe, maybe if they're listening, they'll be able to tell me. As long as it's not a Z or a Zer thing, then I'll get confused. Speaking of which, what up, Lil? Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, what's happening, Lil? I mean, I'm assuming because of the net handle that it's right? that Lily is. But I don't know because they, they post on their page a lot of like half naked men and women. Is that right? Yeah. So, okay. and I don't think there's multiple admins. I mm. think it's just one person. In light of shout outs, uh, we'd uh, like to send a warm yet dead shout out to uh, Horribles in uh, Berwyn. Uh, I want to go ahead and thank them for their support. Uh, if you're looking for a one stop, uh, you know, shop for all things horror, listen, look no further. Horribles is the place to be. All right, so we want to go ahead and thank them for their support. And uh, Case, I think we're pretty much ready to. I start think that's the business, show, man. Yeah. yeah, and that's about where we're usually at, which is fifteen goddamn minutes into yep. the podcast. So yep. let's go ahead and first we're discussing trick or treat. We sure are. Okay, so trick or treat. First of all, um, it's the first movie of the of this on anthology, which. Uh, if I remember correctly, they're putting out a comic book, I think this month or next month, 
uh, which is four more stories that are supposed to help to establish the universe. Excellent. Um, it was described uh, by the writer director as a what you're gonna, you're gonna no say? no I'm I'm waiting for you oh, to yeah. as all right so he just established it as not quite a prequel because okay. one of them set in modern times. Um, one of them set in like the 1800s. Oh, sweet. Like, it's different time periods. I dig. So, and then... Um, like a period piece, so to speak, or... Well, different time periods. Okay. Um, and then, because Trick or Treat 2, uh, which is supposed to be happening, uh, was getting pushed back a little bit because he wanted to jump on a Krampus, is what he said right. in an interview. Because uh, apparently there's a lot of people who want to get in on this Krampus thing. Well, Even only... though it's like been around for hundreds of fucking years. Right. Now is the time to jump on Krampus. Now is the time to literally, literally jump on Krampus. So Yes. Yeah, so Trick or Treat 2 is getting pushed a little he's bit. He's actually, uh, uh, in light of uh, what you just mentioned, he's part of the reason that there's a delay there is uh, he uh, is at the helm uh, with regards to X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, he wrote, you heard about that. he wrote the script, right? Yeah. I I don't think he is he not. I don't think he's, he's directing, it, but, but he's he wrote writing. scripts. Yeah, right. You know, so that's that. exciting uh, and appropriately so, as he's done X two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also done, yeah, he wrote uh, X two, right? Which correct. is considered the best in the series by most people. Really, of, of most people I know, it's considered the highest. He's um, also uh, written uh, Superman Returns. As people forget about that, but well, uh, to be fair, X two um, is considered the greatest uh, until Days of Future Past came out. And then yeah. I think that might be considered now. I think they're kind of in contention. Sure. Um, did I use that word correctly? I don't know. Sounded right. <laughs> Sound, yeah. I'm just gonna roll with it. <laughs> that's roll. that's how you We're use the word now, with kids. The punches. Yeah, roll. I got this is rolling big... with the punches. Yeah, with Casey right? Edwin Pleasure. I just got in this big discussion about um, how like language evolves, right? Sure. And I, even though I fight the evolution of language like crazy, because there's certain things like. Uh, like we were, I was talking with my roommates yesterday about the word, like the term on fleek. Okay. Have you heard that yet? I can't say that I haven't. And I am a word uh, junkie, if you Yeah, will. see, like, no. that's where you know that uh, our younger audience is rolling their eyes. But that's where you know that we're uh, we're getting a little bit farther up there. Okay. Uh, not old, but not young anymore. Because <laughs> we don't know terms like fleek. Wow. First time I heard it was this 19-year-old girl I know. And she said it in a text message. Is that an actual like, is word? Is this a fucking or... typo? Yeah. Um, it's not a real word. Okay. It's supposed to mean like on point. I see. Which I don't know why people just don't say on point. How's now it it's used? on is fleek. It on fleek? Yeah, on fleek. Oh, like that's on fleek. That's going to uh, that's, 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 It doesn't roll off the fleek? tongue. You no, know, it's, like, it sounds like... Because it's got the hard consonants. A lot of cuss words yeah. are cuss words because they have the hard consonants. Sure. Like fuck and yeah. dick and sure. shit. Like Thank the you. hard consonants. You're welcome. <laughs> the hard. I actually learned that in college, in like a, in an English class, yeah. um, that that words like phonetically are built to express certain feelings, certain inflections and whatnot. Yeah. Right. Which is why, once again, a lot of the hard consonants in our language are reserved for more. Um, I don't want to say negative, but I guess harsh words. Okay. Um, have that kind of or gotcha or. Kind of stuff. More of a impactful delivery. So, yeah, so when I hear yeah. fleek, I'm like, is that like you stepping you just, in shit? Like yeah, just, just fart? Sound off? Yeah. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know what happened there. You yeah. fleeked. You fleeked. When it sounds like you got fleeked on, it's just, yeah. it sounds not, it doesn't. What was your evening It like? sounds really bad. I got fleeked on. I got fleeked on. I got fleeked on. Dear diary, man, I've done a 
crap load of fleek in tonight. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so back to uh, Trick or Treat, which is pretty on fleek, I yeah. think. It's, it's, uh, that's a pretty fleeked up film. It's a pretty fleeked up film. Yeah. But um, yeah, I forgot what you were even saying before that. So basically I was... Um, uh, Apocalypse. Yeah. X2. The man... Right, He's so he's helping write Apocalypse. He's uh, He's got a good eye, you know, for the comic book uh, genre. Yeah, which they make reference to in, in Trick or Treat, right. the intro. Yep. And now it's going to be a comic book for at least a one-off. I'm excited cool. about that. I am too. I definitely yeah. want to check that out. I'm going to run down to uh, Graham Crackers by my house, which there is kind of a shout-out. little shout-out. Um, to them, because they're handing out flyers for us, uh, at least at one of the locations, the one on... Um, on Broadway, okay, uh, which is my favorite. I got awesome, some awesome people working there. Love yeah, thank you that. for that. So I'm going to check in with them about the trick or treat comic. But anyway, so uh, do you have a do you have a personal favorite of the uh, anthology? Any any stories in particular? You know Even what? They I, all kind of tie together. Yeah, I can't really say that I have a personal favorite. However, I do like the fact that they're cohesive. At least right. towards the film's uh, climax, everything comes together. And intro. Uh, and the intro. Because I mean, I guess the intro what you don't is think about the intro the climax, is, the, is the end. Right? Yeah. Right. Well, not uh, even the climax. It's the end. Right. So it, it starts comes. with um, the woman getting the lollipop shoved in her mouth yep. after being stabbed with it. And that it, excuse me. Oh, it ends with Sam walking across the street to go stab her. And then the uh what turns out to be the bus driver being surrounded by the kids right that he drove off the cliff them disturbed they dis- described him okay i think the uh it's a short bus i think the implication was that they were mentally retarded is that right but i don't can you say what dis, not to say uh mentally challenged challenged yeah god that that sounds worse does it i don't know i i don't I don't have any. You know what? I don't care. I like I like using the word retarded. Yeah. Um, first of all, because the generation we grew up in, and second of all, because I don't I don't think it was ever meant to be an insult. It became an insult. Right. But I mean, I mean, all they're trying to say is a retar- retardation of growth, like right. mental growth, right? I don't think it was, and that's not necessarily a, a negative word. Yeah, I but guess it is. It depends now. on how you use it. You know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is, is they are actually slow if i'm i mean that's the implication is that they're slow especially because the one they're all quiet except for that one dracula kid and he's like saying numbers and then he starts saying that he wants to go home yeah but he's just like home 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 who want to go home yeah you know what i mean so um god here we go with the language thing again yeah i'm sorry i'm on a whole language kick you know i was telling you about that earlier i'm on this big language kick i'm kind of sick of like censorship it's kind of driving me crazy to hell with censorship to hell with censorship i'm sick of being told what words i can and can't to hell use. with tipper gore and her uh and her efforts it's not even tipper gore anymore she was the republican oh, that was right? back in the day yeah 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 no and now it's the left it was like the right was like totally into censorship yeah. it, it's ironic um i was uh watching this thing the other day they were talking about how uh it used to be that video games were being attacked from the uh from the right because they were like too violent and now they're being attacked from the left because i guess the portrayal of women in video games is now sexist considered sexist so like it's like this weird pendulum swift that pendulum swing swing Mm -hmm. where like 
they just can't catch a break. <laughs> like, no, you're damn both the right do, and the left. Exactly. Yeah. Which the video game industry has responded with, um, with very enthusiastic middle fingers. Mm-hmm. Like gamers don't give a shit. No, which good for them. You know, good on them. Same with horror fans. Yeah, I really don't think horror fans give a shit. No, like censorship and horror don't go well together. No, and you know, yeah, you're right. It doesn't work. And a big part of that is because um, horror is very much a reflection of society. Oh, absolutely. And it's society at that particular moment. So in order to censor horror, you would have to basically quiet down whatever the, the, the fears of that given time period are. Sure. Which is bullshit. Uh, so Trick or Treat, um, my favorite, uh, I think, storyline is the... Uh, the werewolves. Okay. So I think it's adorable that Anna and a Paquin. Paquin, yes. I can never of get True Penguin. Blood. Uh, <laughs> but Anna Paquin of True Blood. So yeah, um, I, I think her as Little Red Riding Hood was, was kind of, it was cool, it was clever. Um, I was saying at the beginning of the intro sequence, they make a reference during the comics in the intro sequence that she is. Which was a nice sequence, by the way. Which is a nice sequence. Mm-hmm. They, they make kind of um, a spoiler reference that she is not quite what she seems who she seems yeah yeah, who she seems because she is like actually like a wolf in in red riding hood's clothing which is a nice twist which they make the references with the uh why how what big eyes you have which is cool because the um the serial killer um uh principal uh of the of the school um, ends up dressing up after he kills the fat kid, yeah. deservingly, because the fat kid was destroying pumpkins. And I have a personal I... vendetta against people who destroy pumpkins. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Circa, uh, of course, Halloween. Remember that scene that we were talking about, John Carpenter's Halloween, where a little Tommy Doyle gets pushed. Uh-huh. Lands Lands on the pumpkin. <laughs> and immediately, Michael Myers is, appears, mm-hmm. which is, um, I guess they reference, I mean, they reference uh, Halloween a couple times. Heavily. Um, yeah, because like there's, in the oh, in the opening scenes, um, the woman who gets uh, gored with the p- piece of candy. Yeah. Um, she looks across the street, and there's a guy in a white mask who's staring at. Well, it looks like he's staring at her. Right. But then he like you know a car pulls up with a bunch of teenagers, and he gets in. But, it was a nice twist. I yeah. uh, you know obviously it's an immediate nod to Carpenter's Halloween, and and I think that's what I enjoyed most about this film is the fact that it works well as a companion piece. Uh, companion to to Halloween. So, for instance, I feel, I feel, uh, I feel like there are references, but I don't think it's a companion piece. Well, a companion piece in regards to it being, you know, a nod to the work. Not, a, not entirely, but there are you know, nods in it. Exactly. I don't think it's companion. Well, I, I, there are nods. Like in for it. instance, I if I were that. to do a double feature, mm-hmm. Halloween and Trick or Treat, you know, I can dig that. I uh, work yeah, with that. They're both Halloween. You know, I guess I can see that. Uh-oh. But um, yeah, so. Uh, I really like that story. Uh, Anna Paquin, who I'm not usually a huge fan of, uh, makes a very sexy werewolf. I must say, when she starts wolfing out, I don't know what's with that because, like, like, I was totally into. Um, I was talking about from dusk till dawn when um, when that one uh, vampire vamps out, and like I was saying, like I was I was into that. Salma Hayek. No, was it her no, 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 no. The um, the curly haired, um, brown haired. She was in Jawbreaker. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was talking about when when she vamped out. Now I'm talking about Anna Paquin when she wolfs out. It's something about like the the crazy eyes and the sharp teeth. Sure. I'm into. It did I don't it for know you, what huh? That is. Yeah, it did yeah. it for me. And then she spit back that line of 
why what big eyes you have which is what he says to her yeah. the implication is that he's a vampire but he's actually just the um the principal with like fake vampire teeth. exactly and then he gets eaten by not vampires no. but werewolves which is kind of cool there's a lot of those twists in the movie that i really enjoy yeah i think they, that's an aspect that i enjoyed uh of the film is it took you places you ex- you thought you knew okay i'm mm-hmm. like all right i think I, I have an idea as far as where they could be going with this mm-hmm. and then it kind of changes it up on you. It throws you a curveball, yeah. which I really did enjoy. Yeah, it, it's it's aware of the tropes and it yeah. plays with the tropes. In Definitely. A, in, a, in a fun way that's not satire. No. So it, like Cabin in the Woods was a lot more like satire. Yeah. Um, where it was playing with the tropes in like such an obvious way that it was kind of cartoon. Well. Which is fun. Yeah. It's cartoon. fine. It's a fun fun movie to watch. It's a fun movie, but I think it's equally as terrifying. It has its, uh, you know nods to like evil dead and whatnot pinhead, pinhead um yeah. hellraiser because there's that cenobite character the saw head guy and of course uh, everybody wanted to see him do something and yeah. nothing really happened nothing happened it. and of course uh, merman 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 yeah <laughs> oh wow here we go throw back to go. last we had week. to go ahead and do a little merman yeah if action. you didn't watch uh last week's episode on crimson peak yeah. uh we had uh we had what's dennis's last name dennis guessman yes we had dennis guessman on uh our german cohort Yes. Yeah, so uh, shout out to him too. Lovely Dennis Kessman indeed. I think he did a wonderful job. No, I did a you know uh, my hats off to the gentleman. Uh, he held his own rather well. Mm-hmm. And uh, who knows? Maybe in the future he might uh, make another appearance. If we ever do Jaws. Hey, if we ever do Jaws, it, and you know, always could uh, use more guests too. I mean, Definitely. if anybody, uh, if you're in listening the to Chicago this area, you know, send us know, over a message. Maybe please. we can get to you. But anyway, um, so. I also like the fact that uh, Trick or Treat has its own set of rules um, that like Sam enforces the rules, which uh, Sam is the is the the kid, the, right? With the with a bag mask, and right? The and speaking head. of Sam, uh, this was uh, interesting. So as it turns out, uh, there was a film, a short film by the name of Seasons Greetings, ninety hmm. six, mm-hmm. uh, which was released by the director of the oh. film. Okay. And that was where uh, Sam's character was initially introduced. Really? Yeah. So if you ever have a chance, uh, fans out there, uh, check out Season's Greetings. It should be on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. I would assume. Everything's on YouTube. As uh, we are as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I'm way behind on that, though. I think it's like up to episode five. Is it? And this is episode eight. So I'm like three behind. We have our subscribers are just like wondering, hey. There's not that many. No? I'm not too worried about it. No? Uh, I think we lost one. Is that right? Yeah. I probably shouldn't say that on the air. How is that possible? (laughs) I don't know. Someone (laughs) was just like, you know what? They haven't posted anything in a couple weeks. So yep. they're no longer relevant in my eyes. Yeah. I have way too many channels to subscribe to. Way too many. And I'm just going through my channels, and I'm like, this guy I haven't heard from in like no. three weeks. You see internet, so you have to stay relevant. You can't like miss a week, which, I mean, come, by the way, coming up, we'll probably miss a week or two. So we're coming into the holiday season. Yes. So, But we'll get into that when it happens. Sure thing. Because uh, I know I'm going to be on vacation uh, like the 4th through the 10th. So listen up, folks. Uh, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to catch up in the event that you are behind. But of course, I would imagine that if you're listening to this podcast, this episode, uh, then you should be caught up. Maybe. Hopefully. Some people skip around, which yeah. is fair, because some that's people fair. haven't seen certain movies. Yeah, I think, uh, and that's the beauty of our show, is uh, every episode works well as a standalone, you know? Right, so, right, exactly. Yeah. So we have uh, the greater continuity, but we can 
be standalone episodes. Yeah. And so. speaking of standalone and a wonderful segue back to Trick or Treat is that's one of the problems that I had with this uh, film is why I think that each story doesn't really work well as a standalone story, but just the way they, they tie everything together to me. That's why when you ask me, do you have a do you have one that sticks out? I don't. You know? I don't fully agree. I think the um, the bus driver story could be its own because it's the the kids take the jack o' lanterns to the quarry okay. where the bus uh, drove off and sunk in the water. Okay. Um, they go down to the quarry. They bring the jack o' lanterns. They blow the jack o' lanterns out. Which once again, I'll get back to the rules. Sure. Because that broke the rules. Um, then they get chased down. And the uh, the kid that they were picking on um, ends up going up the uh, elevator shaft and leaving the kids to die. Right, which is um, <laughs> which is kind of funny, yeah. especially like because that one um, better looking kid was like being nice to her, and you can't really tell if he was being nice to her because they were setting her up or if right. they were actually because the blonde hair girl was getting all jelly. But um, Somewhat, somewhat sinister, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. So then she ends up taking the jack o' lanterns uh, that are still lit, and she walks right past Sam, and Sam just kind of checks out the quarry. Um, and then you see her walking past the uh, bus driver's house. He gets attacked by Sam. Sam leaves him alive, and the end of the movie is the kids ringing the doorbell and tearing him to pieces. This is true. So I think the kids have a good. The the bus crash, kids go into the quarry, bus driver gets revenge taken on him. That whole thing was was a fine stand. I'll tell you what, I'm not a betting man, but if I had to bet on uh, one particular story standing out as a standalone, I'd say that has my uh, my my vote. Yeah, it, it to me it read as like an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay, like you know what I mean? A yeah. bunch of kids. Get killed by a bus driver, and then the bus driver gets haunted by the children. I like that. And, you know, and then the kids go to see the kids that were, like, to check out the crash site, and then they, you know, the ghosts come after them. I could see it. That's very Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah, you're right about that. I could see, like, uh, sawdust being thrown into a fire and uh, (laughs) submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. This is the tale of the quarry and the retarded children. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh my god, my fucking ribs. I'm being Oh my god, I'm paying for this. Yep, there it is. I am paying for my bad humor. Listen, uh with regards to to just technique, you know, uh the cinematography I felt, uh Glenn McPherson, man. I'll tell you what, he keeps the piece uh focused and uh lends a a certain type of beauty to uh, all the dread. You know, a matter of fact, the opening scene, you know, that was the first thing that caught my eye and uh and as the film progresses you'll really get a you get a solid feel for that. Yeah, it's um, it's got um, it's shot in a very uh, I don't want to say unique way, but it's 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 very it holds up very solid. It, the yeah, editing it, is very seamless. Oh gosh, yeah, and I'll tell you what, it it never really feels campy, you know, and I like that. Uh, and another another I guess uh, reference, maybe nod, so to speak, uh, creep show, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. a, like a modern day creep show. I can see that. But without, like, the cult status. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's tied a little tied a little bit better together. And that's also, once again, that's part of the great greatness of, of the piece is that um, the characters, not just the stories, but the characters are interwoven. Yeah. So you have, like, once again, the principal 
who gets killed by Anna Paquin's character, and you have the um, bus driver who's the neighbor of the principal, right? Who gets killed by the children and the children who blah 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 blah. Like everything is like connected. It's which woven is cool. together uh, rather beautifully, right? I, I want to get really quick into the rules though. Sure. Um, once again with the jack o' lanterns, I love that. Like the beginning establishes when the girl blows out the jack lantern and say, says it's not like Hanukkah or whatever, that there are rules and even says, I think something like there are rules or traditions or whatever the fuck. And, um, that's one of the rules that Sam like very, which Sam obviously is like the spirit of Halloween. Like you can say that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he is like, he's, he's the connecting factor between all the stories. He's always present. Even if he's not active, he's present when shit goes down. Right. And he enforces the rules of Halloween. The Michael Myers, so to speak, of this uh, particular anthology, if you will. No. no. Oh, yeah, because no, he, no, cause Michael Myers doesn't take a, a watching role. Like, he, Michael Myers doesn't have uh, uh, some kind of goal of, like, he has these parameters that need to stay in order. Like, True. You know, Sam's a manager. Like, he makes sure that the holiday goes the way it's supposed to go. And part of that is making sure that there's horror... But part of that is making sure that people like respect things like the jack o' lantern, respect the traditions. He's of an enforcer, Halloween. so to speak, wouldn't you say? Or no? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like a manager. Yeah. Like he doesn't blindly go around killing people. He kills people who do not respect the holiday, like the bus driver who fucking hates right. Halloween. And uh, Sam goes all kinds of crazy on his sure. ass. Um, gets shotgunned up a little bit, but he goes crazy on a his touch. ass. And then the only thing that saves him. Is that Sam tries to stab him with the uh, the lollipop, and it hits a piece of candy instead of his stomach or whatever. Right. And Sam takes a piece of candy and eats it and fucks off, <laughs> um, which is fine because he leaves him to die anyway. Because then those zombie kids come back, but not until he learns his lesson. So the bus driver ends up handing out candy to the next group of kids that come by. Sure. He's all wrapped up in bandages, and one of them says he's so- he's a good mummy or whatever. So but, there, there, there are motives to his madness, and, and that is yeah, something yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. that's an aspect that I really dug from the film. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that he, um, like he leaves that one the the witch girl who gets picked on, he leaves her alone because she's leaving the quarry site with the jack o' lanterns, and the golden rule is if you have a jack o' lantern, you're protected. Right. So as long that's as that's a nice touch, which is why like the fat kid gets punished because he's destroying all the jack o' lanterns. Sure. And See, uh, where, where was Sam in, in John Carpenter's Halloween? Because, you know, the moment that Tommy Doyle, again, with Tommy Doyle reference over here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But. Uh, Destroyed the pumpkin. Yes. Well, we will get to, to that. Maybe Tommy Doyle later. got stabbed to death. Maybe Tommy Doyle got stabbed to death. How do you know the kid's name was Tommy Doyle? Uh, okay. Wait, are you talking about the main kid or the, I thought, you, I, thought I was thinking about the bully getting stabbed to death. No, the bully no, no. pushed him over. Is what I'm talking about. No, that no, kid, yeah. no, no, that no, kid, because no. he like runs into like Michael Myers outside, doesn't he? And then he's like, he sure does, looking up, and Michael Myers is just standing there, looking all skinny as fuck, <laughs> looking all man, <laughs> looking all skinny as somebody fuck. get Michael, My- somebody get old Mike and Myers a hamburger, a hamburger. But yeah, so, uh yeah, so I, I really enjoy the movie. It's one of my favorite horror films honestly oh, sweet. um it's it's in my it's definitely in my top 10 is that right um definitely like Actually, a solid I, space i didn't care for it when it came out and it wasn't until maybe five or six uh years later that i really gave it a shot and uh 
dug it for what it is. Uh, and actually, I'll hold it in high regard and say that it's probably one of the better representations of a Halloween, you know, movie. And, and what everything that uh, that a uh, a movie within that realm could mm-hmm. represent and does represent. Does that make sense? Yeah. And um, your your thing's hitting. But um, sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, so I, like I really dug the werewolves, for instance. Uh, I'm a big werewolf person. I think they did pretty good werewolves. Oh, they were solid. Uh, I like the mix between, um, like, they kind of looked like what you see on TV now for werewolves with, like, just, like, the sharp teeth and dark under their eyes and kind of wolfy. Yeah. But then they actually turn into beasts, which is cool. Yeah. So they kind of got both things going on. And I love that when they turn in, when they wolf out, like, part of their thing is, like, they actually rip their skin off. So they, like, there's, like, that scene where one of them, like, takes their nail and runs it across the other one's back and then they start peeling the skin sure. off. That's a very reminiscent of uh was it a, a gosh, uh, John Landis film, uh an American werewolf in London. I thought I well, that. I mean, he just transforms though. Right. Like he doesn't lose like the thing is that's but interesting. with regards to the how graphic that is. Right, well. right. But what I'm what I'm saying is interesting about it though is that the um the wolf is like literally inside. So like the wolf is being contained oh, by human skin, yeah. and they rip off the human skin, and the wolf is right. is below the surface. I enjoy that as opposed to like transforming Him, exactly. into the wolf. The I wolf's see. always there. Sure. You just know? how yeah, I guess just it was graphic, man, and I and I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and the whole thing that she's like basically of a, a virgin. Which right. means she hasn't eaten someone, I guess. Something like that. Which is weird. I wonder how they go through that many chain, moon changes and she's never fucking Bad. sunk her teeth in anybody. No. That, I wonder if that means that she's never transformed or if that just means that she's never eaten somebody. That's what it meant to me. I that mean, she's never transformed? Right. That's what That's what I, uh, I guess, uh, gathered. Hmm. You know? Okay. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's open, so I can know, see that. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's well connected. It's well shot. Good yes. acting. I didn't even throw that out there. No, Good yeah, acting. I, uh, solid, uh, solid observation on that. The acting was solid. Um, Brian Cox, uh, who plays, uh, gosh, uh, I'm losing here. Oh, Mr. Kriegs. Okay. I thought, I thought his, uh, and he's also in uh, a lot of, he's in X-Men. Uh, the guy's a phenomenal actor and I thought that he was, mm. With regards to performances, uh, his stood out in particular. So I really enjoyed that. But, uh, yeah, anything else uh, that, that yeah. stood out from I the mean, film? I also felt really bad for the uh, the uh, principal's kid. Oh. The whole... I mean, it's so funny, like, I need your help with the eyes. <laughs> yeah. I can never get the eyes right. And then, like, it's like the fat kid's head. Which is, I mean, it's fair. Because I, I think, you know, they build it up so he's going to stab his kid. And... Yeah. I mean, you know, his kid is being a little bit of a, a twat, so. A <laughs> twat. <laughs> hey, actually. There's another sir, word that I don't uh, think you can use anymore. You're being a little bit of a twat. Can you just tone yeah. it down a little bit? I mean, bit? I think that's that's the appropriate use of that word. Right, twat. But, um, so, yeah. Um, and then, like, he's wearing his, like, daddy's shirt, basically. Like, as he's being his dad for Halloween, which is kind of cute. Yeah. Because uh, he, he's wearing, a, like, a white shirt with blood over the shoulder yeah. his dad had. But it's so sad because Daddy's never coming home. Ooh. He's handing out candy and shit. They're uh, tugging on heartstrings there. It's so bad. Yeah, 
Yeah, Half of was... the dad was a good person, but he was a, he was a, he was a good dad yeah. as far as serial killer dads go. You know, right? right? Yeah. I wonder, like that that uh, that makes you question too, like if the kid's really into it, um, because like he's also like a sociopath, and it goes into that nature versus nurture for a second, right? Sure. Like, I wonder if like the kid is just used to carving people up because his dad's a serial killer, or I wonder if the kid just actually is like into like killing people. Who knows. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But moving on. Oh, you want to move on to Halloween? No, no, no. I'm saying, is there anything else? Uh, oh, um, that, uh, that resonated with you? I don't know. I just, no? I think it's just, it's a solid movie. If you haven't seen yeah. it, you, you yeah, have check to. it out. Listen, it's a Halloween movie. Yeah. It's Halloween. Absolutely, it's you should watch. It's a solid Halloween flick. You know, and yeah. it, and if there's one film to watch. Uh, this this is one of them. As Casey mentioned, you mentioned top five or top ten for you. Top ten. Okay, I could do that. I think it's one of the one of the um, and not just Halloween like horror movies. Okay, it's one of my top ten horror movies of all time. Right um, on. Which it's it's not like nothing is, I guess like social ramifications or art piece or any of that. It's not necessarily one of those movies, but it's just so much fun to watch. And that's why it breaks my top ten. Because it's just an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Like, if you want to watch a fun movie with a few of your friends or with your girlfriend or it's Halloween night, you want to throw something on in the background. It's just, it's a fun popcorn movie. Like, you don't have to overthink it. There's no, but you have to watch the whole thing. Because if you miss something, you know, you could miss a big plot point. Sure. Because it's all connected. But it's just a fun, silly movie that is enjoyable and spooky and like like you what you would expect from anthologies like Tales from the Crypt and Creep Show sure. and even Are You Afraid of the Dark? Tales like from the Dark those, Side. Tales from the Dark Side. Sure. Yeah, it's like one of those um like it it, it it pays homage very well to the horror anthology uh the greater series. Series, series. the concept. Concept. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so it's got everything. It's got thrills, kills, chills, and check it out. Uh, it pays the bills. No, I'm sorry. I, just, I, I had to throw that it in spills. there. Spills. It what? Spills. Oh, spills. Blood spills. Ah, How about that? Spills. But, uh, yeah, so, so, uh, do yourself a favor. Check out Trick or Treat tonight. Okay, so now number two. Yes. Our double feature. And this creature double feature is not three hours long. No. Because we're uh, better at time management. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I would hope so. Being in our eighth uh, installment, uh, hey, eighth uh, episode. Eighth hey, you know what? Get, this is a high, high five. five. That's a mental high five right there to Case. Uh, we made it to our eighth episode in one piece, sort of. Case is, uh, you know, dealing with a little injury here. Mm. Uh, for those listeners at home, the man is a, uh, he's training to be a cage fighter. So, uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll see him in an octagon soon. He says, maybe not. We're trying to egg him on. I got you a, know. I got a black eye and a cracked rib right now. So, you know, and that's not a joke. I actually no, have a black yeah, eye and a true. cracked rib right this now. This is true. Which is why it really hurts to laugh. But, uh, we'll so, keep the laughs coming. Uh, so, but speaking of being, uh, indestructible. Yes. Ah, yeah. what a segue. What a segue. Yes, of course comes John Carpenter's classic Halloween. And Halloween. 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 <laughs> we uh we had a really good time talking about this film earlier. Uh this is a film that has its flaws and 
Bonfires burning bright Pumpkin faces in the night I remember Halloween This day anything goes Burn bodies hanging from poles I remember Halloween Alright <laughs> See that wasn't fair you, 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 you didn't go You didn't show the listeners oh, Your Danzig man you, See you didn't get there That wasn't, that wasn't my Danzig huh? nah, nah. Oh you mean I didn't get to the chorus Ah, uh, you know, so now you're whatever. leaving the listeners wanting more. Whatever. Anyway, but, uh, yeah. So we had a, anything a, can happen on the gory details. Hush, <laughs> anything goes. Oh, anything goes. Anything goes. And I mean anything, and we mean anything. Uh, yeah. So this film, man, I'll tell you something. We had a solid, solid time discussing this film earlier. Uh, has you know, this is a film that, as good as it is, it has a slew of flaws. All right, and just despite that, <laughs> despite slew. that, a slew. I almost yeah. think like slew isn't even big enough of a word. No, but this, you want to I know mean, something? this movie is pretty, pretty it's, fucking. It's campy, flawed. you know. Being uh, Carpenter's third feature film, yeah, uh, no, still, you know, it, it's it's a film. It that, follows was like the second, wasn't it? What's that? It was. It follows was the director's second feature film, wasn't it? It follows. Yeah, Where, it follows. Uh, oh no, you're you're thinking of. Uh, Gosh, no. I thought It Follows was the second film. No, no, no. It Follows entirely. No, no. That's a... Gosh, Not John Carpenter. I'm saying that, like, the director of It Follows. Wasn't that his second oh, movie? Oh, yes, yes. That's his yeah. uh, second so, movie. So, yeah. fuck that. I mean, like, well, It Follows is a great movie, and that no. was the second one. True. It was also one made on a very limited budget. Different different time. Oh, you talk about limited budget. This this film, Halloween, takes the so cake, this man. is his third, though. Third. See, this is you know, third. That was uh, the second. Second being Assault. And that doesn't, that doesn't give him any leeway, because, like... You know, just because you have a low-budget film doesn't mean the script has to be fucking awful. And let's be fair that the script of Halloween is pretty fucking awful. <sighs> okay, I'll the tell you The dialogue is terrible. You know, the... Yeah, the dialogue was just... It's dreadful. <laughs> it's almost unwatchable. Yeah, it's dreadful. But you know what? It works because it's it's campy. It it's kind of cold. I'll tell you why it works. Because, all right, when you take a look at everything else that follows in the career of John Carpenter... You learn to appreciate a film like Halloween. I've heard often enough that people regard Halloween as Carpenter's finest hour. I disagree. Who the fuck says that? You know who says that? People who haven't seen Halloween since they were 12. That's that's who says that. You know know who else says that? It's Hmm. individuals that have not seen the thing. Because... We don't have to get into this again, but I'll let you know. I, at least. I think we should. It's four years yeah, earlier, not, you know, and it's like the not thing. even half as good. I mean, you've got other films like The Prince of Darkness, The Thing, They Live. You yeah. know, other films that are, yeah. that are far uh, way better, more superior than. than but um, I heard it described uh, very well, and this isn't an original thought, but I heard it described very well. Is like Halloween uh, is one of those movies that like it set the benchmark, like it. it it um it did something different, but it doesn't hold up. Like if you compare it to any modern slasher, it's it doesn't hold up. You know, what I mean, it when you go back and watch it, there's nothing special. Well, the only it, reason you know, it was special is because when it came out, it was new. Exactly. But if you go in now, mm-hmm. like if you were to just be watching uh, classic horror movies. And you had no idea when in the in the time frame that Halloween came out or what the significance of Halloween was, you'd probably think it was pretty shitty. 
You'd be like, yeah. ah, they, I've seen better. And then you realize, like, and it's not the first slasher necessarily, sure. but it is, like, considered, like, the, the go-to. Like, the, yeah, yeah. Like, the one that established all the cliches. Right. Um, and, like, really, like, yeah, it was, it was the costume one. Like, it was one of the first ones with, like, the iconic masks. And, sure. And, I mean, even if you look at, like, something that's not quite a slasher, but, like, Texas Chainsaw, for instance. Yeah. Came out how many years? What, what year was Texas Chainsaw Massacre around? Texas Chainsaw. Okay, we're talking seventies. Uh, was it? Was it early? Wasn't it like seventy three? Oh, oh no, 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 no. That's. I think it was probably mid to late, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Point is, it came out. If I'm correct, if I'm correct, it came out before Halloween, right? I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it came out before. I yeah, so. yeah, it came out before Halloween. I believe so. Um, actually, both films. Interesting little fact here mm-hmm. for all you uh, horror aficionados. Uh, there really isn't too much blood in either film. True. You know, which which I thought was interesting. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you something. There are a great deal of things that I do like about Halloween. Hold on, I'm not I'm not done. What I was saying is that the connectors between like Texas Chainsaw and Halloween is what I was getting at. Okay. Is that even though Texas Chainsaw came out at the same time, if not earlier sure. than Halloween, it was a significantly better movie. Oh, yeah. Like, significantly better. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll sit here on my stool, on my soapbox, and I'll tell you that, first off, I'm much more of a fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. and I hold that film in a much higher regard than Halloween. Well, yeah, plus, I mean, if you're looking at um, what holds up over time, yeah. if you show Texas Chainsaw Massacre to a modern audience... They're still going to be like, that's a fucking weird movie. They're, no, like it's terrifying. It's weird. It's yeah. everything and anything that a slasher film should be, could be, and will be. Right. And, it, uh, it's, and that's what I'm saying is yeah, that it's like, unsettling. It's on. Yeah, it's a different kind of unsettling. And while Halloween treads, uh, you know, similar waters, I just think that, uh, you know, it could have been, it could have been a lot better. However. If you pair that with the sequel as mm-hmm. one entire film, it works. Yeah, but you you can pair any sequel, and that's not fair. Well, you could because the thing is, the first film or the second film. Right, let's let's, let's take Hellraiser for instance. Okay. Hellraiser, good movie. Yes. Hellraiser two, arguably the best. So yep. if you if that. you paired Hellraiser and Hellraiser two, you'd have like a significant crazy movie, like an epic like, horror movie. But you can't. They're, they're two different movies. But you're, not, I you're not allowed to. Pair. I'll sit there. I will sit there in my shack and play both of them. Just, no, you know, can't do that. How about not... Evil Evil Dead? Evil Dead Two? No, Evil cause... Dead Two was a was was a better. I mean, two. the thing about Evil Dead One and Two is Evil Dead Two is basically just a reinterpretation. Of so the, it wasn't even really concept. a sequel. True, but it's it's actually hailed as one of the better sequels. But it's it's not horror. even a sequel though. It's almost like a remake. It's it's, it's like... a rendition of. The original concept. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a really strange mix between the two. But either or, um, Halloween, terrible script. Um, Like, one of the fine examples that I I loved was, and because it was just comically bad. Lindsay! Hold on, hold on, hold on. So uh, when, um, when Michael Myers is driving by, which, by the way, Michael Myers spends most of the movie driving around in like a state truck i think like it's a, a station car. wagon yeah it's like a cop car it, a cop has, car and a station yeah. wagon so he's yeah. driving around with a fucking william shatner mask and yeah. a cop car nobody fucking notices except her but anyway so he's driving by by and um she's like you know i need to go back and get my chemistry book 
And then, like, I guess you're supposed to focus on the fact that she notices that he's driving by. But in the background, one of her friends, like, that's, the, I don't, oh my god, I don't, I'm hoping it was as terribly ad-libbed, but she's just like, oh, I forget my chemistry book all the time, and my math book, and my English book. In fact, I forget a lot of my books, but who need books? Like, who reads books anyway? Like, what's up with... She just keeps going yeah. on about books. And, like, you're supposed to be focusing on Michael Myers driving by. So you're, it's kind of like a background and there's music going on. Sure. The point is, she goes on this, like, 30-second to a minute diatribe about, like, how useless school books are. <laughs> and you're just like, this is Which the worst written script of all fucking yeah. time. You know, as bad as the script was, uh, there were other things, other aspects of the film that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, such well, not as worst of all time. Let me, the, let me no, 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 certainly not. But, but it was bad. Yeah, I mean, it had its opportunities. For classic horror movies, it's yeah, pretty bad. definitely. Uh, one of the uh, better aspects of the film, I'd say, John Carpenter's score, which, of course, was performed by the man himself. A little too heavy-handed, though. You think so? And in, in well, you were talking about the inconsistencies in tempo as well. Oh yeah. The, but, well, um, I think the just the no, no, no. Watch the film again. Revisit it. You'll you'll see what I'm saying. What I'm uh, referring to. What the tempo? Well, you you're saying that you think it, you were blaming on the on the video that we watched. Yeah. But I don't think it's the video. I think it was actually the uh, tempo. I think it was like it was enough for me to notice because I, I yeah. But I think I've that's seen... what I'm saying that it changed tempo throughout the. Oh no! Yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's a uh, you know more of a. Kind well, that's of what I'm saying. I thought you were. And... I thought you were blaming the video for that. Well, I don't think of, it was the video. Part of it, I believe, was. I don't think so because the, there's the um, the dialogue was the same speed. So the actual talking went the same speed. So it, you it, a video wouldn't mess up one track and not the other if it's a digital video. But if you watch the original, like as we did, um, yeah, let's. Uh, I think you just have nostalgia of, uh, for that. I don't was think. That? Possibly. I, I think but if the you thing is, like popped out your like VHS version and put it in, you'd see inconsistencies similar. in tempo. Oh yeah, you know. Well, regardless of the fact, I think he hits the right notes uh, with the score. The right notes. No pun intended. Like the two notes that he hits. The two notes. Yeah. Um, it's like a rap song. There's like a, <laughs> there's like a couple. You know, a couple, song, a couple notes that he hits. And aside from uh, the score, of course, uh, the camera work I thought was uh, you know fluid enough. The Editing, however, took Sloppy, away from that man. Clunky, it really did. Terrible. Uh, so yeah, the editing and the performances. Listen, you're not, you're not, you're not uh, watching, uh, you know, an Oscar caliber. Yeah. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis looks like she's like thirty. Let's, let's <laughs> be honest. She's like looks a like high she's school kid. Like forty. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit but, too old. Uh, I got to tell you, a, a shout out here uh, to the few uh, relatively good performances. Donald Pleasance, of course. Doctor Loomis. Um, you know. His performance in the film is seen as uh, two-dimensional, but I think it worked for, for, for what it was. There's a lot more two-dimensional characters than him. Oh, yeah. Like, um, what's her name? Her friend who does, like, you can't figure out if it's just a crazy accent or if she's that bad at delivering her lines. I the, think, you know. Kind of Jewish-looking girl. But it were, I guess it worked for what it was, but it didn't work for me. I didn't know them home. Yeah. It's like, like, yeah, like it's like real cheesy. It's just like know? real cheesy. And like all the characters are just unlikable. Like all they literally do is like smoke, drink, and fuck. Like that's yeah. all these characters. The only do. character that I really cared about and let's babysit. Be honest, it, is, apparently, uh, that's John- the kind of people that you want to babysit your kids, right? A bunch exactly. of teenagers who just smoke, just drink, don't and fuck. give a shit. They don't even care about books. No. They don't care about the chemistry book. No. All they want to do is like smoke weed, smoke cigarettes, drink, and have sex. Like that's their entire Michael Myers wasn't even activities. 
the one character that, that, that I identified with the most. You know, you know what character really spoke to me? Hmm. Tommy freaking Doyle. The kid, the the kid. Oh, yeah, the yeah. kid with the pumpkin and the whole. The boogeyman. Yeah, he was he was a real treat, but uh, he, he gets picked on by like the worst written bullies of all time. <laughs> Like, oh, it's just, oh, I don't even remember what they're chanting. Just some stupid Like, oh, shit. he's going to get you. 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 Oh. And then, uh, yeah, splat. And then the kid runs out, and then there's fucking Michael Myers staring this kid down. I just wanted him to pick him up with one hand and choke that little kid out. Yeah. That's what you get for bullying him, you little shit. You little shitball. You little shitball. You little, you little twat. Uh, yeah, there goes twat. You little twat. <laughs> you little retard. Um, <laughs> we're just gonna throw them all out there. I know. Right? Let's just 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 go let's crazy. Just throw them all let's out. Go there. Let's shit, just offend everybody. Uh, I'll tell you. So but, Carpenter does a spectacular job harnessing subtle techniques with regards to lighting. And uh, yeah, I'll give it that. I know, mean, there was a lot of natural lighting, but when, we, when it got to the dark, the shadows and whatnot, and of course, and he, I guess like a lot of that. There was a lot of creepy elements. I don't know if this was lack of money because um, they just didn't have enough money to pay extras. But like, it was a, it's a there's real almost nobody in the movie budget. Seriously, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's well. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm talking about though. Like um, at night, yeah. like when all the neighbors are unresponsive sure like she keeps running and screaming to different houses and like nobody's outside we're wondering where there's is no everyone. cars driving by you know, nothing there's Just no kids triggering. desolate you yeah know? it's like where so i wonder if that was like a budget issue or could if have it was been. actually trying to like create some kind of like tension it could have been i don't know you know i feel that uh you know the budget itself uh you know it was impressive man i feel that uh, carpenter's uh, artistic reach extends to heights that would otherwise require an outlandish budget at least by today's standards wouldn't you say um hmm hmm no no maybe i don't know i mean i think he did uh with his budget what most people would do with that budget yeah i think uh, I at least for the time I man think. i mean he did what he could with it um but suspense he takes suspense to another level uh, and of course, the other uh, another use of, like the freak in the sheets, huh? Freak in the sheets. Uh, yeah, there we go. It's a good uh, joke. And we're referring to Michael Myers <laughs> in the sheets. Yeah, she looks the, the outside one scene where exactly. yeah. he's in the sheets and he disappears. And someone had like that joke online of like a picture of him in the sheets, and it says like "freak in the sheets." You know, so you know, we like, think ah. that he's a freak in the sheets. But, well, I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of sex, which is a big reason why he's so violent. Hey, maybe maybe uh, it's all sexual, what is it, uh, tension? Yeah, well, yeah, we were going to get into that. You know? You want to get is, into that now? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, we'll save the best for last. Um, another thing that I liked about this, okay, Hitchcock in. Here I go again with this term, Hitchcock in. You are so obsessed with Hitchcock. I love Hitchcock, and you will hear you his name his mentioned repeatedly. Because, uh, I mean, okay, the film, again, very little blood and gore. Um, and it, it relies heavily on shadows, lurking, you know, that whole, uh, you know, factor. And, and I don't and, think his directing was quite as impressive, nor his characters, uh, as a Hitchcockian movie. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, I'm referring to the, to the formula. <laughs> oh, Hitchcockian. Hitchcockian. I wish I knew like the theme song for Hitchcock so I could like hum there. Right really? Now. You know that theme song, right? I do. Yeah, I don't. Too bad that we don't we don't know it off the top of our heads no. here, listeners. Uh, we're sorry. Oh well, we're good for nothing. I guess the fat man can deal with it. I guess so. Um, yeah, as I mentioned before, despite it uh, being considered uh, Carpenter's finest hour, 
I disagree, Casey. I'm sure you disagree. No, yeah, no. no, no, definitely not. No. You know. Okay, but so yes, let's get into like some of the fun stuff here. Let's let's hear it. So um, this is one of the movies we had to watch for one of my film classes, and um, first thing that I want to discuss is uh, voyeurism. Okay. So um, it's actually one of the movies that we watched when we were discussing the concept of voyeurism and horror films, but also just films in general. Okay. The fact that um, there's that level of um, sadism of watching these events go down and being privy to them without looking away. Um, to a level, like some people say sadomasochistic because it's also causing you like a disruption. Um, because unless you're a complete sadist, when you're watching these images and like it's causing you a disturbance as well, so you go almost have this sadomasochistic um, uh, not relationship, to see, but, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. with, with cinema, uh, with uh, horror cinema, action cinema, sure, just anything that's that's very violent to either your psyche or to like your um, not faculties, but you know. Basically, it, it dis- disturbs you in a certain Sure, way. sure. Um, but voyeurism, uh, you you get with the opening sequence of, like, the most voyeuristic that you can get, which is um, kind of replicated in, um, or I believe it might have been pre or post. The, um, what's the fucking, what is it, Eyes Without a Face? Yep. The one with the uh, the camera guy exactly. who, like, stabs girls on camera. Yeah, that was, that was a yeah. great little flick there. So the point is... Um, it's it's like that. The the opening scene is Michael Myers as a kid in first person. So you are literally a serial killer at the beginning of the movie. I enjoy that which aspect. Is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is and throughout the movie he has a lot of those like shots, a lot of those Moments. hand yeah. cam like mm-hmm. in the moment shots that you're you're along for the journey, but mostly that opening sequence where like you are this kid, you pick up this knife and you put on this mask and you and you stab the shit out of your naked sister. Uh, <laughs> right. But point being that um, we go into these films um, to become part of the experience. And, and like that is an understanding that John Carpenter kind of pushed when he pushed the second person. Kind of like, um, what is it? Uh, was it McGinnis or something? Who wrote... Um, Bright Lights, Big City. Okay. Um, because that book is was touted because it was, I think, the first book that was an entire novel written in second person. So you do this, you do that. Mm-hmm. And it's very um, disjointing and, and kind of uncomfortable uh, to read an entire book of, like, you went to the club and you did cocaine and you... But the it, point is... It takes you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the point is, um, it's it's taking it away from, from um, third person where you have at least a level of distance and it's putting you in the shoes of the killer making um to a certain extent you're uh both along for the ride but also captive so like um kind of like uh being john malkovich where you're like seeing through malkovich's eyes but at that point you still can't control malkovich so you're forced to be sitting inside of, of this body of a serial killer child. Against your will. Against your will. And you can't um, you can't change anything. You can only watch. Mm-hmm. And you and but the thing is, the uh, the line being drawn in the sand there is that you're not you're still not 
without accountability um, in the sense that you at any point have the option to turn the movie off or to leave the theater and you don't. Obviously, if you've seen past the opening sequence, you have made a conscious decision to stay in the body of this killer and become active in his, uh, whatever he's doing, his activities. Sure. So in that perspective, you have become this, like, once again, this sadist, like you have become, um, this person who enjoys, uh, watching others suffer and likes inflicting the suffering through now a second person, not even a third person. I really, I like that because I think this is, this is one of the first films, uh, at least for Carpenter hmm. that, uh, as you mentioned uh, quite beautifully, that allows you to step inside of the psyche of this killer, of mm. a killer, you know, and just it takes you there. Mm. And and I, I think we're we're, we're starting to, to touch base on a couple of points that will allow the listener, of course, to 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 see this film in in a, in a brighter light because. Mm. That's what this film got right, you right? Know, yeah, you regard. get to explore those kind of Definitely. those kind of feelings, and and that's a big part of it too. Cinema, you get to explore a range of feelings in a safe environment. Sure. So, kind of like going to hopefully we'll go to Rob Zombie's haunted house. I really want to go to that. Yeah. But it's kind of like going to a haunted house where you can get the the bejesus scared out of you, but like you know you're always in a controlled environment. And you're going to be going home right after. Right. Except for those horror movies where haunted houses become real. But outside of that, uh, yeah, you, you know that like you're, you're paying to be a part of this and that you get to leave and, and know that it was all, you know, for show. But in that moment, you still got to live it, which is, I don't know. It's, it's, it's thrilling. That's why people go. Well, yeah, it's thrilling. And and another, uh, aspect that, uh, I think really, uh, you know, resonates and stays with the the viewer. Uh, you know, okay. I've let's say I recall having seen uh, Halloween for the first time as a child, and just long after the film's climax, I mean, it stayed with me. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean, who wasn't terrified of Michael Myers? Who didn't think that Michael Myers was going to pop out of uh, you know uh, under their bed, out of my closet? Uh, you know, anywhere where darkness uh, resides, you thought, man, this cat's going to pop out. So in that regard, I think Carpenter did a phenomenal job. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. He is the figure that emerges from the darkness. He is the shadow. He is the shape, as they say. Right. So I also want to get into the theme of penetration, um, the correlation between sex and death. Sure. Which is something that, you know, people like to, like philosophers love to... Pontificate about. You're speaking my but, language. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, so, and this is something that may have been established before and is definitely established after that um, the the cliche of the frustrated uh, sexual being killer who kills the kids who are having a good time. Um, Jason's on that list mm-hmm. too. But this idea um, that he immediately kills his sister as punishment, basically, for having sex. And then throughout the movie, 
everybody who gets killed beyond that are are sexually active teenagers, either just had sex or trying to go to have sex, except for the main character who he stalks the entire time and who he kind of is courting, like in his own sick way. Like he sets up that that um the elaborate death scene with his sister's tomb. Yeah. And, you know, hides your little treats like a cat does. Yeah, that was that was an interesting little uh, sequence. Yeah, but the point point is he he saves her for last, and she's I guess the uh, she's the virgin character. Sure, she's the final girl, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But every other character he um, he dispatches with reckless abandon. Um, Doesn't touch the kids. Uh, He has opportunities to kill kill children, and he doesn't. Um, So obviously, um, and he is childlike in a way, but. Obviously, he has this view of, of sexuality in which he can only express himself sexually. And you see it when, when he goes in dressed as the ghost yeah. um, with the, the boyfriend's glasses on and she's topless. And she's inviting him to, into the bed. And, and instead, he's he, unresponsive. He, he's unresponsive, but he does kill her. And the only way he can express himself um, sexually is through is violence. With a knife. Right, which is literally penetrating, mm-hmm. like in a sexual manner. Physically but, speaking, but um, and for some reason he had an affinity for choking, which I didn't quite understand. Yeah, there, there but, was uh, there, there there wasn't a shortage of choking. Yeah, he was big yeah. into choking people. He loved like, choking. more so than because you think of Michael Myers and you think of stabbing, but that that guy choked a lot of fucking people. And speaking of choking, uh, and just real quick, uh, this is uh, you brought uh, forth a point that I had trouble digesting. Hmm. Just the logistics of okay, how did he get there? Or you know, this and that, <laughs> the that. entire movie. Yeah. He's like he's like a teleporter. Yeah, right. Maybe you the know? entire insane asylum like disappeared with him. Who the fuck sells masks at a hardware store? Right. Like right? I he broke into in the, the hardware day, store. He stole rope and not. A he, butcher when knife. does he use rope? Oh, man, that's a good question. Right? Maybe that's how he gets out in and out of places so quickly. Maybe he's just I thought about his, that. Uh, knots, I'm like, you know? he, he stole a rope. So yeah. you're expecting him to tie Actually, somebody up. But does okay, he? Okay, so, yeah, he did, in fact, uh, tie up the one gentleman that he killed uh, with the glasses. Remember that? Did he tie him up? Well, he did. And then we were wondering, when did he find the time to tie him up? Remember that? He was I, hanging upside no, down. I saw him hanging closet. upside down, but yeah. they didn't show any ropes. No, they didn't, but I guess it's, you know, you kind of figured, at least I thought. But they don't show ropes. Did you ask me? So I don't what, think what they show ropes at all in the entire yeah. movie. Maybe a breaking continuity. So maybe he just um, decided that he wasn't going to use the rope? Yeah, maybe he returned maybe, the rope. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. He, maybe he came back. He's like, I don't really need this anymore. He's like, hey, guys, I all do he's still it. still got, like, uh, the bullet wounds in him exactly. from the end of the movie. He's like, I don't need he's this rope. The, yeah, he's like, I love the mask. I killed everyone just fine with my bare hands. Great. I stabbed a couple people. Yeah, you know, this rope, I'm not going to be needing it, but thank you, though. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I will. Uh, if I want to break into another hardware store in the future, I will yeah. keep you in mind. Seriously, you guys were phenomenal. Thanks and, a bunch. Thanks for carrying William Shatner masks at yes, your hardware yes. store because that's that's yeah. pertinent. Oh, I, I needed, I mean, of course, I needed the William Shatner mask. I also wanted to mention really quick how fucking tiny he is. So, like Michael Myers, you have this image in your head of this big, lurking, like Jason esque, like His monster. Figure, and shape. then when you watch the original movie, he's like barely taller than jamie lee curtis yeah so he's like this tiny little fuck he's skinny when he turns to his side like he's just this tiny little guy well let's see uh, super strength apparently so uh, if if i understand correctly i believe that his character in the film should be late teens early 20s 
Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, so he's a little younger. And, and as uh, the films progressed in uh, that particular, I guess you can call it anthology, uh, that universe, you know, he, he he starts to develop a little uh, a little muscle mass. You know, he's he's more more threatening of a of a mm. of a figure, I suppose. Of a and they allow you to see his face, which I guess um, I guess that uh, fulfills the the Scooby Doo element. Yeah, like it makes you feel like oh, now we know who the killer is. Oh, I mean, now we knew all him. along, yeah. but now we've seen him. Yeah. And it's it's and he's got his eye poked, which is funny. Yeah. Speaking okay. of which, uh, and one thing that you mentioned while we were uh, screening the film is uh, just you know never a shortage of iconic scenes, sequences, and whatnot. I mean, mm-hmm. like the, the the sequence in the closet where uh, you know Laurie Strode, Jamie uh, Lee Curtis's character is mm-hmm. is just you know freaking out, and he's Michael Myers is attempting to pretty much break in and and and, and kill he got, him. He got the light like swinging. Oh man, that was great! Stabs him in the eye that was with great. the fucking coat hanger. You know uh, the one scene where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, flips over the uh, the railing, hmm. where I thought she should have died. I'm like, okay, that would have killed yeah. her or at least paralyzed her. She seemed fine. Yeah, you know, you know, um, but you know the the I guess post classic generations, like especially millennial generation. Like, since we're all so aware of the rules, um, we, we are all very fundamentally aware of the double tap, which apparently was not a thing back then. No. Because, like, she just, like, stabs him once, and then not only does she not leave the house, but she just hangs out in the doorway. Oh, man. Just staring off into nothing yeah. for no reason. No. There's, like, the children run outside Listen. the house screaming, and she okay. just hangs in the doorway with her back to him. Until he comes up behind her and starts like choking her ass or something. Solid point because I'm thinking to myself, all right, the entire that entire sequence mm. uh, was built on the foundation of pretty much getting the kids, the children, to safety. Okay? Right. And in the minute that they leave the house, why doesn't she pursue them? Why doesn't she go after them? You know, to make certain that okay, you guys are safe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Who knows? Maybe there's another killer. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Crazy people are just escaping from you know? mental asylums so with no. She's no, literally like, hanging out for a reason, you know. And then I guess to set up, it's you know, but but still, I mean, like like at least nowadays they have the uh, the respect of the audience to like kind of acknowledge the setup and give you like a little bit of background. You know what I mean? Like to okay. give you. A, like a reasonable like oh this is why oh our cell phones died or oh this happened and sure. this is just like basically no, uh, i'm just gonna fucking hang out in the doorway <laughs> i'll pro i think uh nowadays uh you'll see uh you know the segues are more appropriate they're more evident and there's justification uh, with everything sure. that happens you know i yeah. guess because too many people question things like why doesn't she leave the house? I'm I'm guilty. Why doesn't charged. she check? Especially that he's with dead. a film like this, I'm like, well, yeah. okay, how did he get in the car? You know, how like, did he get in the car? So there was yeah, a she had to go scene. back inside to get the keys, and somehow yeah. he made it in the car yeah. and locked the door again. <laughs> like, <laughs> he had keys. He actually went to the uh, the same. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, hardware store. Yeah. Unless a, a he was the literally made. sitting in the back seat of her car for like eight hours. Yeah. And that's the other thing we were talking about. Like how much how patient can you possibly be? He's a patient serial killer, I have to say. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know, like 
Yeah, I've been sitting. Like, do they like change positions every couple hours? He's, he's on like, a stakeout. Yeah, literally. He has like four spots in the house that he just hangs out in the yeah. dark until like somebody comes Takes by. Takes a look at his watch. He's like, "All right, it's been about twenty minutes. I think I'm gonna go ahead and gravitate yeah. towards uh, you know that side of the house there and wait for about another twenty minutes and see what happens." Yeah, I we mean, were talking about like how many days in advance to some of these people. Like they're sitting there for three days before they finally kill someone because they just don't walk into the right room at the I, right I think, time. Yeah, all of those sequences are on the cutting room floor. Literally, you know? yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, other than that, you know, it was it's a fun film to watch. I mean, because you, you get to really understand the slasher film for what it is, and mm-hmm. of course, what it turns into. I feel uh, like it, it's good if you, um, if you, it's one of the first slasher movies you watch. It'll at least give you an idea of what's to come. Yeah. But if you like watch it midway through your slasher movie watching career, like you're just gonna be like, man, that was abysmal. Yeah, like it's almost embarrassing. Like if you put it side by side today with like the Rob Zombie version, it's just it doesn't it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up, but I'll tell you uh, that uh, Zombie I think had the the right uh, intentions with regards to, to that rendition. You know, mm-hmm. um, Malcolm McDowell is Loomis. Come on, you know if 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 I don't I don't I'm saying Rob Zombie's version was better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, so I, I could say that I, it was a little more focused on on the character's uh, own uh, mythology, you know, his origins, mm-hmm. you know, which I dug. Which I feel like it's one of those things that people need to like actually like revisit movies when they start talking shit when a remake comes out. Because people are like, oh, the original was so good though. And then, like, Halloween is one of those movies that, like, no. <laughs> like, I think, you know, they're, they're, they're two entirely different films. And you can enjoy each film for its own, uh, you know, reasons and whatnot, or for your own reasons. But mm. uh, I don't know. I think cinema's just grown. It has. Gotten, it has. Even shitty movies today are better than a lot of, like, the, the good movies from, like, 50 years ago. Sure. It's just because, like, they have a better idea of the craft. Even people who like suck at making movies still have a better idea of the craft than right. like, your average guy from the fifties who was like trying to take stage actors and give them like direction to not be on in a stage play and be in a screenplay. Sure. We had actors like uh, James Dean who like were breaking down that barrier and becoming more um, natural, I guess naturalistic. Okay. Um, but with regards to the method or to yeah, the, to instead the of, instead of being, having trouble with that thing instead of being um like stage actors in a teleplay they're being actual what is now screen actors people acting in a realistic manager manner manner in the moment manner and i wonder if um if i wonder if it went in the reverse if like um stage actors now are more movie-esque than they were back then i wonder if it's become less stilted on stage you know, I mean, you, you, if you speak to a seasoned actor, they'll tell you of both stage and screen that uh, both mediums are night and day, apples to oranges, mm-hmm. you know? Which is kind of interesting with, like, that's the thing about going to see plays, though, sometimes, is that you're like, like, now, now that you're used to seeing movies, you're just like, not that plays aren't good, but mm-hmm. you're just like, that old-fashioned version of acting, just like... Well, it's it so lives, stilted. it's made for the theater, it's made for the stage, because... Mm-hmm. You know, you, you take a look at uh, the approach. Uh, there, you know, there's there's more projection. For, for, right, you have to project, to and I mean, a lot of know. the um, 
a lot of the movement was based on like the uh, stage being at an angle sure like going like gradiating upwards instead of like being on a flat surface like it exactly. is today um but it's just a lot of those things um have been alleviated but they're still taught like projection for instance like you can mic the stage very easily now but um actors are still taught to project so they're taught to speak like super goddamn loud and like stage whisper and shit when in reality nowadays you have the technology so they don't have to necessarily do that, do that shit. Yeah. um so it's it's still i don't know whatever point being uh if you take most stuff nowadays and you put it side by side with a lot of like the classic movies like it it just kicks the dog shit out of them speaking of which this is also a lovely segue uh the to thing- dog shit the dog shit. Uh, I remember having seen dog shit about five times when I was young and loved it. Uh, you got the thing from another world, which was uh, referenced. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. That's, in that's uh, in a particular scene and sequence uh, where the uh, children are, uh, you know, in the house, and this is pretty much before all hell breaks loose with regards uh, to Myers just wreaking havoc on them, uh, which was nice, and of course, kind of a premonition because uh, being that this film was released prior to the thing it uh we all know now that uh it led into that so uh, uh the thing being of course uh, a remake so to speak uh carpenter's rendition of the thing from another world so i thought that was neat yeah that was neat you have anything else gosh uh let's see we talked about the score we talked about the dreadful uh dialogue what else what else what else I think uh, I think we pretty much covered all bases, you know, all bases. Both uh, both awesome movies. Okay, yeah. so in that case, we are going to be heading into a WLF action news, uh, followed by a wonderful track, a spooky new track by Kendra Morris, the lovely Kendra the lovely Morris. Kendra Morris, uh, called "Wizards Float." Um, I dig the song a lot. Um, as soon as I heard it. I've been wanting to have one of her songs on our podcast because uh, I'm a huge fan. Um, Banshee's a great album. I, I bought that mom that album for my mom, for my stepmom. Like as soon as I heard that album, I bought it for like everyone in my family. Um, what was the reception like? Oh man, everybody loved it. Everyone wow. loves it. It's a great album. Um, and then uh, I believe her second was Mockingbird. She's which got a covers. phenomenal voice. Her, oh my god! Know. Oh my god! So so unique, but so classic. Yes, we were talking. My roommates and I were talking about it, kind of like a, like kind of like a Lauren Hill on the, um, on the uh, harmonies. Okay, but like just this neo soul, like just dark blue voice, but with sure. those cracky kind highs. Lounge esque. Yeah, it's just yeah. she's she's great. Um, yeah, my um, roommate also said kind of an Amy Winehouse quality. I could see that, but, but not doesn't sound like no, Amy Winehouse, no, definitely not. Which is interesting. So anyway, um. We have a awesome, spooky new song from her that just dropped that we have the privilege of playing. So we're going to play that at the end of the episode. But for now, it's going into WOF Action News. Hello, and welcome to WOLF Action News. Hello, and good evening. I am Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump in a cage fight. And I am little Tommy Doyle. Here are tonight's top stories. Alaska. The abominable snowman has been spotted off of the coast of a small town. 
No one is surprised to see the Abominable Snowman. He's there quite often. Most of them know him by his first name, Sasquatch. Or some call him Mr. Sasquatch. It's quite confusing, his first and last name being Sasquatch. Anyway, Sasquatch, Sasquatch, the Abominable Snowman, has been spotted doing illegal activities outside of the town, which has drawn a lot of negative attention to the Sasquatch community with his wife, Sasquatch Sasquatch. Now, Sasquatch has been spotted engaged in underground polar bear fights. He's taking two polar bears, sticking them on a small patch of ice out in the water, and having them fight to the death, surrounded by killer whales. Bernie, I don't think that uh, Sasquatch was said enough. Uh, In other news... Uh, Brookfield, Illinois, several witnesses have reported uh, a slew of fires uh, allegedly affiliated with one Mother Medusa. As it turns out, uh, the legend of Mother Medusa has uh, reemerged, and of course, um, witnesses are uh, just, uh, I'm sorry, this just in, another fire in Edgewater, yes, in Edgewater, uh, near Uptown, have made, of course, uh, quite an impression, have left quite an impression there, Bernie, on uh, the uh, the patrons. So, of course, further reports will uh, emerge in, uh, as they arise. So, Bernie, back to you. In Phoenix, Arizona, it appears that people who are playing the C chord on different instruments are immediately dropping dead. The police have warned residents of Phoenix, Arizona to stay away from C and any key that involves the C major chord. This means that keys like D minor are safe to play, while keys like A minor will kill you. San Antonio, Texas. A strange stench in the air has been uh, reported by the uh, tenants, if you will, and or citizens of uh, San Antonio to resemble that of Merman. Hmm. Merman. Merman, indeed. And it's also reported uh, to tie into the recent reemergence of Sasquatch. Oh. Yes. He's making another appearance. He Which is... Sasquatch? Sasquatch, Sasquatch, or Sasquatch, Sasquatch? <laughs> uh, Sasquatch, Sasquatch. Oh, his son. His son. I see. Bernie, back to you. Well, that has been our top stories for this evening. Okay, and the uh, just just in, the mayor has wanted me to remind you, first of all, to vote for him. Vote for the mayor as mayor. He is currently the incumbent mayor and looking to be the mayor for the next hundred years or so. He wants me to remind you that if you live north of the West Loop, you may need to vacate your premise. They haven't decided where exactly. But somewhere north of the West Loop will be a four-block-by-four-block castle, medieval in style, Victorian in nature, and delicious and smelling like hot dogs. 
If you are in that three block by three block radius and you have not moved out of your home, you will become part of the castle. And ladies and gentlemen, this just in, if you have an affinity for hot dogs, we urge you to head that way immediately. Take your kids, take your grandmother, your grandfather, and of course, your imaginary friends. And your Sasquatches. And your Sasquatches. And Merman. And Bambi. Remember, if it bleeds, it, it leads. Unless it bleeds too much, then, and it, then dies. it dies. Thank you and good evening. Welcome back to the show. The gory details. Hi, Red Show. Hello. We want to go ahead and thank all of our listeners here for joining in and just taking the time to listen to us. We want to thank you, darling. And don't forget, thegoradetailsholeshow at gmail.com. And also, we've got a Facebook page that you're just gonna love, Dual. At gmail. At gmail. At goradetailsholeshow. HS. So do yourself a favor and check it out tonight. Do it. Do it now. Do it good. Do yourself a favor for the family. Do it hard. Yes, do it hard. Okay. So, uh, we're going to toss to uh, Kendra Morris's song. It is called Wizard's Float. It is currently available. I don't know if it will be in the future. Sure. But it's currently available as a free download oh. on her SoundCloud. Free download. Free. Check out the music video. It's really cool. It's like a, it's a lyric video. Yep. Uh, spooky. It is spooky. And do yourself a favor and download the album Banshee and uh, listen to it until your heart's content. And I guarantee you at least one of those songs will break your heart into a thousand pieces. And, yeah. And you're, and you're going to love it. So uh, without further ado... Here is the one, the only, the wonderful, the magical, the wizard, Kendra Morris. Yes. Good night. Places that I escape to in my mind People that I never met And faces that I can't forget Leave me resting there Dreams are how I find you Dreams are Stronger, more 
Dust to dust, our bodies rust Ignite with gasoline And set to flame behind closed eyes Until eventually 